Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Lose Your Mind podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things to do with mindfulness with Alan and Kelly. Hello, Les. Hello, Kelly. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad uh, today, thank you. How about you? I'm all right. I'm okay, you know. So I'm looking forward, as ever, to one of our little chats here um, about mindfulness. And uh, I think this week we're going to talk about the subject of pain, which is a really interesting topic, isn't it? And possibly wider than you might ordinarily think. And we're going to talk a little bit about how mindfulness can be helpful with pain and how it can help us um, understand it and also alleviate it as well. Wouldn't that be amazing? That what do you would think? Be amazing. Well, I'm very much looking forward to this chat actually today because um, obviously we all experience pain, don't we, of different forms. Um, but I don't know that I know enough about it. Um, there's always things to learn, isn't there? So I'm quite interested for your take on that today. Um, the more I sort of look into my own pain and body signals and messages, I know it's trying to tell me something, but it's just finding the best way to work through that, I guess. So, mm. yeah, and I think you've done probably a bit more around pain than I have in your work, in your own practice. So That's right. Yeah. I, I um, In my own private practice, I've started doing a lot more work with clients on pain and actually work in a physiotherapist clinic. Um, and the reason that came about was because the owner of the practice approached me and said, you know what, I see an awful lot of people with physical pain problems, um, and most of it is in their head. They've resolved the problem, but they still have the pain, which I thought was really interesting, so got me interested in the subject. And a little stat for you, and I'm doing this from memory, so I hope I got it right, that in the UK, 37% of men and 32% of women have chronic pain and chronic pain is something that lasts in the body for more than two or three months can't remember exactly which but basically it's it's um it's pain that is hanging around for a long time and bearing in mind that tissues heal so when we have an injury and we get an initial pain message that's called acute pain um tissues do heal but what happens is people end up suffering and suffering for years and there's no actual biological reason why they should have the pain. So it's quite a fascinating topic and, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. Um, but it's about how the mind interprets pain and what it can do about it. So I'd like to explore that a little bit. Now, that's physical pain, but there's also emotional pain as well, isn't there? And I think, you know, you would like to say something about that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh, I live in emotional pain. <laughs> no, I'm not. I feel, no, I think the thing is, is um, when you go on this journey um, and you begin healing, you know, as we've said before, like leaning into that healing, it's really difficult. It's a really difficult thing to, to start doing, really, to explore how you're feeling and be with it. And I've noticed, yeah, quite a lot of emotional pain, um, but it's, the messages again, like physical pain, it's the messages I'm getting from that that I'm working through. And something you said just then, I thought was really interesting about that pain lasting longer than when the tissues 
have healed. So for example, it just come to me now, my dog has recently had to have an operation, um, a relatively sort of invasive procedure to remove a lump. And thinking about that, you know how animals are viewed as really mindful because they're not stuck with all the pressures of life like us, are they? So he, we had to give him painkillers and antibiotics, but actually he didn't seem really that phased at all. And before you know it, the dogs are walking around immediately. They come out the operation. He's walking along and he doesn't actually seem that stressed by it. And their recovery time as an animal is surprisingly quite quick. You know, if you think, if you put a, a human being in that position with the same operation, it would be you rest and then all the thoughts are going around so you're potentially manifesting the pain to stay longer and just hearing you then say about the tissues so they have essentially healed but the thought process behind the thing is carrying that through right absolutely and 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 that brings me on to another um kind of subject around pain and mindfulness because whenever we have pain there's always like the they call it the primary arrow I think I've heard it described this way by, I think it was the great Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese Buddhist. And he said the primary arrow. So it's the one that hits you and that's the one that gives you pain. Then there is a secondary arrow that hits you, but that's not the initial pain. That's all the anxiety and suffering that goes around it. So um, particularly if you have a recurrent problem and you might start thinking things like, oh my God, when will this ever go away? Um, will this mean I can't live a normal life? All that kind of stuff. And um, it just hangs around. So those emotional anxieties that you just mentioned actually exacerbate the pain because what it's doing is it's stressing the nervous system. And the more you stress the nervous system, the more pain messages will be sent out because the brain thinks it's under threat. And actually, it's not under as much threat as it actually thinks it is, which I think is why we get onto the topic of mindfulness. Because mindfulness, as we know, is about paying attention to what is right now, not what you think it is. So mm. I think that's where pain can, we can, re mindfulness can really help with pain. And I've got a couple of books as well, which I think I would highly recommend. Can I just say those now before I forget them? You go ahead. You you say what you need to say. Um, there's a book called Mindfulness for Health by a lady called Vidyamala Birch and Daniel Penman, um, who's a PhD, and they co-wrote it. It's really good, and they take you on a program of how to get you through um, pain. Um, so she had a situation where she had a car accident in her 20s and became paralyzed and it was in terrible pain but she uses mindfulness to get through it the other one um it's not so much about mindfulness but more about this nervous system thing mindfulness is a solution but it's not covered in a lot of detail but back to life how to unlock your pathway to recovery and that's um and you know what? I can't remember. So I'm going to put that in the uh, in the comments on the video. Um, that's one thing we like about this podcast. We are gloriously <laughs> disorganized, aren't we? But um, anyway, yeah. the point is some really good, simple reads there. And we'll make sure you have the resources for those if you choose to look and, uh, and buy those books. 
I've actually read the first one. And actually, Alan, this might be of interest to you. I follow that Vidya Mala. Is that how you say her name? I think so. I don't even know exactly how you say it. But but she's recently recorded something in Worcester, which is near you. Has she, really? Um, yeah, and I just saw a picture of her. Um, and it's exciting. She's re- She's recorded something... And it will all be based around stuff that you will really enjoy. And we can also put that in the comments. So everyone that's hearing this can also explore it. But I think it's going to be released in September of this year. So not too far away. And yeah, she's been recording in Worcestershire doing something or other, but definitely her. And I I will look that up and find that out as well. But like you were saying um, about this pain and why we're bringing mindfulness into it, for me... um, we don't listen, do we? We often don't listen to our bodies, the actual messages. So making space to listen, as we've discussed before, on the subject of pain is really healthy because you're able to tune into what is actually there. Now, I'm someone that suffered with panic attacks in the past. And, you know, when you get into that unable to breathe state, you feel really panicked and then your thoughts follow that process. It feels quite scary and the pain ramps up, doesn't it? But actually when you kind of strip it back and use these tips of mindfulness that you and I know are really helpful, that are often overlooked as really simple things, but stopping to take three breaths in a day, you know, and just noticing your breath can make a huge difference to the regulation of your nervous system. Things that we don't even notice you know, because we're just so caught up in our heads. So I think the theme that runs through our podcast, I know you're going to delve a bit more into pain, but for anyone that's listening is that I think it's a shame that the really simple tools are overlooked, which can really help with things like pain, like panic, making those spaces to listen to what's going on with your body. So when the tissues are repaired, I'm assuming if you're able to get out of your head, that pain would soften if the repairs are already done. Like looking with my own dog. I mean, he's so mindful. Animals are mindful, aren't they? He Three days in, he's like, he's fine, you know, but a person wouldn't be that far forward essentially because there would be everything else going on behind it. Yeah, I'm. I'm you're right, I think. And um, I suppose the difference is because once we have a pain, once we know that we're being protected, we try and protect it even more. So, mm. and what that does, it tends to make you tense up your muscles more. So you were just talking about breathing then. So, you know, that kind of deep abdominal breathing calms the nervous system down and puts us in a, a safe mode. Whereas when we're in that danger mode and we're breathing in a shallow way through the chest, what happens is that actually we're not getting the right amount of oxygen into our muscles. And then you get this lactic lactic acid buildup and that causes pain. And then once the pain message is there, then the brain is responding to that. And it's all, it's all trying to help itself, but it's actually not, it's just making it worse. So one thing is yes, listen to your body, but also try and so listen to what's actually there. As you said, what, it, what actually is, rather than what you think is there. But you can use that technique to just calm you down and start quietening the pain messages. It's a it's an alert system that we're dealing with. It's part of that that threat system that we've talked about in previous episodes. 
your body, your brain perceives probably that it's under more threat than it actually is. And so by using that breathing technique, you can really calm that down. So would it be accurate to say that by using mindfulness as a tool, um, as a way of living, as you were saying earlier about this tissue, that while they might be repaired and that part of the process complete, those habits and you know the neurons, and I've discussed it before, they are making those things stay longer because there isn't the space to undo them, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. So as I understand it, and I'm not a neuroscientist, but those those neurons they start firing together, and what you focus on, that's that they're they're the neural pathways that develop and fire and wire, um, and so the the habit of the pain messages is in the groove, so to speak, and if you want to get out of that groove, you need to start thinking other things. And you can start doing that when you calm down and start to listen to the pain and say, well, actually, you know, I, th- I thought it was an eight out of 10. Somebody asked me, how much was that pain? Oh, it's eight out of 10, meaning it's pretty bad. When I tune into that, well, actually, at the moment, it's six. And then maybe five minutes later, it's four. Sometimes it's not even there at all. And it's just, and it's changing all the time. And by listening to that, you can start to understand its reality and say, you know what? Maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. And if it is bad, then at least you start to accept it. It's a different mindset rather than pushing it away. And we've, we've done this before in the attitudes on, you know, resistance versus acceptance. Once you start to accept it, you start to lessen the impact as well. As soon as you start to let go, all the muscles relax, don't they? And therefore the pain relaxes. Yeah, so true, really. There's just so much benefit in in that slowing down. And like you say, I was struggling with something not too long ago, and I've been doing a bit of different meditation training recently because there's so many different ways we can do that. And the first question he asked me was, okay, so how does that feel then? Because I was something, just for example, like, oh, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm feeling a bit stressed right now. He's like, okay, great. How does that feel? And it's like, okay, so straight away I've accepted it. I'm not stepping yeah. away. And I know we know all this, but you know when someone guides you in a specific way, it's like, oh, can you bring a bit of compassion to how you're feeling? Okay, and how does it feel now? And like you said about the number scale, it starts to drop, doesn't it? The moment you, you're kind of kind to it and you lean into it and you notice it and rather than all this push, push, push back all the time. Yeah, and you stop panicking, don't you? And I think mm. the other thing is, you know, as we probably think to wrap this up um all the stuff we've said about physical pain you can apply to emotional pain too can't you because a lot of our emotional pain is dare i say self-inflicted something happens to us and we we make an interpretation of that and then we think and we overthink and we cause ourselves that stress which can actually manifest in physical pain actually but it's it's more a mental suffering yeah, and, and it can help you get through. Sorry. No, carry on. I was going to say, you know, people that have big operations where they're obviously in severe pain or if you break a leg or something, it still can be applied to things like that because you're allowing your body to do that natural healing without your mind taking over, aren't you? Just, I mean, there are amazing stories out there you can find on YouTube about people that have just overcome the almost impossible. Yeah. 
by having the correct mindset and when you think you don't want to meditate for example that's often when you need it most they say don't they if if you're resisting something that's what you need to do more of and yeah most people don't want to do it like we've said again because they think it should be a complete a certain way or it's quite difficult it's quite difficult to sit with how you feel isn't it a lot of the time you said it in the last podcast we did you know about why would i want to sit with miserable thoughts Mm. you know nobody wants to do it but the more you lean into it as you would say um then you realize that it's probably not as bad as you thought it was and sometimes you let them well nearly all the time actually you let them process through quicker because everything passes in the end yeah so by making space to listen things often soften that's right i like that making yes. space to listen things often soften <laughs> <I'm not even laughs> some weird rhymes going in, on in there <laughs> but anyway um i think that wraps it up don't you yeah and hopefully people will be able to use what we've said to help through and different things and we will put those things the book and yeah. um information there's plenty of resources there's plenty of resources out there for you and uh, another one people can listen to another guy on pain a guy called dr lorimer mosley who's an australian guy very engaging speaker and uh good to listen to on pain if you want to know more about the the neurology of it um and you know the mindfulness for health book will give you guidance on how you can apply the, the technique of mindfulness to help you with it so there you go thank you very much thank you kelly nice to chat to you and thanks to everyone for listening to us and we'll be back with another episode of the lose your mind podcast bye for now indeed bye